Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome to the Yellow Block, the pre-match show on the TalkSport Fan Network. On today's show, we'll be discussing the upcoming fixtures against Charlton and Barnsley in the league. And today joining me, we've got Keelan Sarson. Keelan, how are we? I'm all good, mate. Are you? Fantastic. Yeah, very well myself. Thank you. It's uh, been a long week already. We're already on Tuesday, so thank God the posh are playing. Yeah, exactly. Talk to me about your EFL podcast. Yeah, we, we interviewed um, Neil Redfern the other week, which is quite interesting. Brilliant. I've just been doing a lot of writing. I don't know if you, I used to do, right when the Yellow Bucks started, I did a few articles for them. They had like, used to have a bit where they did articles. Okay. So I've sort of kept in contact with a few few people through the Yellow Block and just, you know, you know what it is in like the football writer industry or football content creation. You sort of, the amount of contacts you just randomly build up and you just sort of go in and out. So yeah. Yeah, no, we've got something similar with uh, BBC Germany, believe it or not. There's a, a guy who, who does writing for them, uh, Yuli, I think his name is. Um, but whenever we've got like a big televised fixture, he always hits us up and is like, oh, that's, that's coming back on again. We'll have a quick conversation. You can run it off. And I had to talk through the Sheffield Wednesday away fixture uh, with him just before the um, playoff semis. And, you know, I, I, sp- I said it then. Uh, was adamant that the game wasn't over. I was saying, you know, they could easily put four passes in 20 minutes. And he was like, oh, no, 4 nil up, you'll be fine. And I was thinking, yeah, you don't know English football, do you? And then, obviously, no. look what happened. Yeah, yeah, were you at that game? Yes, sadly. Was yes, I, I was. Yeah. That, that game in particular was the reason why I was happy Jay Ward left. <laughs> he had a terrible game, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing, though, and I said it on the day, we set up completely wrong from the start. Oh yeah, like, and then the, the atmosphere at Hillsborough when once once they when once Sheffield Wednesday get going at Hillsborough, the the home atmosphere essentially drags the ball into the net for them. Yeah. They can really get on their back when they're not doing well. 
Uh, well, we are recording today on Tuesday night. Obviously, Posh playing Swindon as we speak just kicked off to give everybody at home a sort of indication of how we're recording this. So we don't know the results as we're speaking. It could go terribly, but let's hope it hasn't. Um, let's jump into the Charlton game. So our last fixture against them, Keelan, was the 28th of February 2023. Uh, a 0-0 draw. We've not lost to Charlton in the league since November 2012, I'm told by my very reliable source, our producer Danny. If that's wrong, blame him because it's not on me. Uh, they obviously finished 10th last season, uh, haven't made the playoffs since they were relegated from the championship in 2020. What are your thoughts, Keelan? Are you sort of confident against uh, ahead of the Charlton game or, or have you got some reservations? Talk to me. Um, I think, well, looking in from an outside at Charlton, I think there's a lot more expectation at the Valley this season. From what I've seen, they've obviously signed Alfie May. And they've got Kamara in on loan from Ipswich. So they've they've bolstered their squad quite well. But uh, yeah, as you say, I don't really remember. I, I didn't realise it was since 2012 was the last time we didn't pick up a good result against them. Uh, off the back of the Reading away game, getting a 1-0 win. Uh, the squad should be confident. I, as you mentioned as well, they're playing tonight. A strong lineup fielded in that. So if they get another win tonight, go into Charlton at home, they'll be full of confidence. But I reckon that'll be a, an entertaining game and a, and a close one to call. We will also mention that, that Charlton are also playing today. They're playing Newport County in the same tournament, the Carabao Cup first round. Now, we're not going to focus too much on Posh's game against Swindon today uh, for obvious reasons. Obviously, it'll be severely out of date by the time it does go out. But let's just touch on the lineup because um, obviously that's going to give us a good idea of who may be starting for Posh at the weekend. Um, so the lineup we fielded today we've got Bilikapic in goal. Uh, Peter Chioso, Ronnie Edwards, Critchlow and Harrison Burrows at the back. So defence all the same from the Reading game. Hector Cipriano and Archie Collins in the midfield. Kwame Poku, Randall and Ricky J. Jones in the uh, midfield. And Shimanga up top. So only two changes from the weekend, Keelan. Um, obviously, as I say, not going to focus too much on that Swindon game, but... Based on the changes within that lineup, what are you expecting to see against Charleston? Um, so, looking into that lineup, I'd, I mean, Shamanga starting would indicate either that JC Johnson Clark Harris is, they might have had a bid for him and they're resting him, or they are resting him for Charlton. And especially, I think Ricky J. Jones coming in for Ephraim Mason Clark was an obvious one because Mason Clark limped off against Reading. So, they're probably just a bit more of a precaution with him. But I was slightly surprised that he that he fielded such a strong lineup. Maybe it's one of those where he doesn't want to disrupt, especially in defence with Balakapic and Kyoso having really good games away at Reading. Maybe he didn't want to disrupt the harmony that's been building with the new players. But I was surprised to see a strong lineup because you expect a majority of those players that are starting tonight against Swindon to be fielded at home against Charlton on Saturday. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think... Lineup wise, no, no worries for me. Obviously, as you sort of alluded to, um, the the changes they've made probably indicate more rest than anything else. I don't think we've had any bids in J for JCH um, or not from I've seen uh, anyway. Uh, obviously, as you say, from Mason Clark limped off at the weekend. No update on him as of yet. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I would expect to see largely the, the same squad as tonight, with the exception of Johnson Clark Harrison in striker. Um, possibly Ricky J. Jones still on that left, but, um, you know, who's to say? Obviously, Fergie makes his mind upon the day. Um, let's, uh, let's just touch on Charlton a bit. Obviously, currently position eighth. That means absolutely nothing. We're one game in. But uh, just good to note, they beat Leighton Orient in the first game of the season. They are seventh favourites for promotion this year. Um, Dean Holden's their manager. Obviously, we've not had too many interactions with him, uh, to be fair. But uh, let, let's talk it. Talk about it from a, a Charlton point of view for you, Keelan. What do they need to do to beat us? I think, obviously, when, when Posh played against Alfie May last season, we couldn't really contain him. So I think Charlton need to maybe look back at what Alfie May did to us, the goal that looped over Will Norris and and try and expose a bit of a weakness in, in our defence. But I think as well, if Charlton watched how we started against Reading, they might want to get on the front foot immediately and try and panic us a bit more because we settled into that game quite well and blocked a lot of shots. But I think Charlton will look at the Reading game and gone, well, the Ephraim Mason Clark looped header was fortunate to go in. Reading gave us a good game for the majority of the 90 minutes. They'll probably go into it thinking if we compete and do well, then we can maybe see what we can do at the weekend. Um, so obviously, you know, we've mentioned Alfie May for Charlton. Key player, obviously very good against us in the past. Let's talk about our key players for this fixture. Obviously, for me, if JCH is going to start, you expect him to be key for us. He always is, apart from last week when he didn't really have the best of games. But we'll go into that more on the main show next week. Um, for me, if from Mason Clark is out also, it's going to be all on Poku in terms of uh, delivering that creative spark. Keelan, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I agree. I think, yeah, Ephraim Mason Clark has been a revelation since he came in last season and he gives us a lot of energy down the wings. And as you say, Poku against Reading uh, was a was a creator spark, obviously assisted that. So you'd imagine Poku would be integral as well. But if Ephraim Mason Clark doesn't start, I think Ricky J. Jones's pace is always is always a good weapon to have in your arsenal. He's very direct and could really get at the Charlton defence. And I think players such as um, Archie Collins, for me, had a really good game away at Reading, very good at recycling the ball and very calm, a very calm presence centrally. So he could be key again if, if you know, the game starts at a, a quick tempo and we need someone to just calm it down centrally. But I think... Yeah, obviously, if Johnson Clark Harris starts, he's always key because you can get a goal from nothing. Ephraim Mason Clark, if if he starts, if he's you know back fit, he'll be key as well. But I think there's plenty of other players such as Poku and, and Collins, and even players such as Kioso had a really good debut, really energetic and really in your face. So there's a lot of players, you know, in in the, in the first team fold that could be could be key against Charlton. Yeah, I agree with that absolutely. Uh, the bookies currently have a home win at 10 to 11 and an away win at three to one. So, you know, overwhelming favorites posh in this game. Um, draw is 14 to five. If you are going to bet that way, but I wouldn't recommend it. It's uh, it's the posh. You never bet against your own team, do you? Um, so, no, I, I think, you know, this game's not necessarily key that it's still very early. 
you know, it's it's a perfect time to get some players in and get them competitive game time. You know, I, it's nice to see a, a relatively unchanged side tonight. Um, and, you know, obviously, if that's the, the squad we're going to go for with the rest of the season, then fantastic. But, you know, I, I would like to see every now and again a, a player or two rotated. It would be nice to see Josh Knight, uh, but obviously with his move falling uh, falling by the wayside last weekend uh, for QPR, you know, it's, it's hit and miss whether he'll even be here by, by Saturday if, if other teams are going to come in for him. But uh, but no, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game, Keegan. You? Yeah, no, it should be... I think it should be an, an exciting game. Obviously, you don't want to you curse it and say it's going to be a, a back-and-forth barnstorming contest and it ends up being a, a drab nil-nil. But it should be an exciting contest. Charlton have recruited well in attacking positions, have a lot of exciting players, as do we with Poku. I mean, Joel Randall's starting to come into his own a little bit if Ephraim Mason-Clark's back in. It should be a, a really intriguing contest to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, good that you mentioned Barnstorm in there because we are going to move on to the Barnsley game in just a second. Quickly, before we do, though, give me a score prediction. Joe, uh, you know, we'll go 2 1 posh. Solid. I'm going to say 2 0. I think uh, I think this one's going to be a, a good game, but uh, nothing out in the ordinary for the posh. I'm going to pause for a quick ad break, but when we come back, we'll be joined by Ian from the Reds Report to discuss the Barnsley game. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, we spoke about Charlton. Next game for the posh after that will be a Tuesday night fixture under the lights against Barnsley. Uh, to talk through this one with us, we've got Ian from the Reds Report podcast. Um, Ian, how are we? Very well, thank you. Uh, very good after uh, a tight game on Saturday, 7-0. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Fair play. You, you know, you look at the, the team of the week, fixtures um sorry not fixtures team of the week squad from this weekend and it's all Barnsley players isn't it and, and everyone's bigging you up saying you, you played fantastic obviously one of the favorites for the league as well um I'm, I'm sorry to bring you down though and you know I've, I've got to do it because everyone's going to do it to us regarding the the Sheffield Wednesday game have you recovered from the playoff final defeat uh, I have. Um, I'm, I'm not quite recovered from losing Duff and our captain Mads Anderson and uh, that's probably hurt more uh, I must admit, I think I, th- I think I always knew the footballing gods were with Wednesday once they did that second leg. We'd we'd beaten them twice quite convincingly in the league, and you just knew law of averages they were going to win the the third game, which was the crucial one. So we came yeah. back from Wembley quite optimistic of, of the season, to be fair. But unfortunately, some of our better players have been poached, um, and the manager's gone. So it's kind of like almost like start, start from scratch again. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think obviously at this level, you know, you expect to lose at least one of your two key players every window, um, just because the nature of the beast. Obviously, everyone wants yeah. to play in that higher level, and and when you're in the the lowly lowly yeah. leagues like we are at the moment, it's it's just to to, to be sort of a, a field for for these fantastic talents to to grow and, and flourish. Obviously, you look at the, the talents that have gone through the league in what the last half decade you know you're talking big names like Deli Ali, uh, Jed Spence I think played in, in in the league for for a little while as well obviously Ben White was with Peterborough for, for a while so you know th- these big names throughout uh, the Premier League and, and Championship you know start off in, in League One League Two obviously and, and flourish and you know, go on to bigger and better things let's uh, let's focus more on this this Barnsley game so Posh's uh, head-to-head record against Barnsley 19 wins 17 losses and six draws. Last fixture we played against Barnsley was a 2-0 win. And obviously, last game of the season to secure that playoff berth, which, again, we'll not talk too much about. (laughs) Um, Team that's certainly doing well in the league, as many people have mentioned uh, throughout the week and the build-up into this game. 7-0 against Port Vale. Ian, talk through that game with us tell us who the the key players were and you know what led to seven goals was it Port Vale being terrible or were Barnsley just on their game it was it was a strange one really because after 20 minutes we were we were literally getting well I say battered it might be a bit of a too strong a word but we couldn't get out of our own half they started really really strongly and and I'll be honest uh the ref had a howler and uh, they should have had a penalty the push on their striker in the box and then our keeper who's on loan from Borough made a brilliant one-handed save from a header, which was, was everybody thought it was going in. But we just, our first attack, and it was 1-0, I think we were just clinical. It was one of them games where, and then they 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 just, the heads went, I'll say the heads went, they, they just dropped off and we were just clinical. We hit, we're, our strength, I think, on Saturday was the crosses from either flank. We put some absolutely great crosses that were just asking to be hit, uh, to be buried. And, Gaps appeared, they were chasing the game. And second half, it was just everything we hit went in. Um, it didn't feel, I'll be honest, it wasn't um, a 7-0 game, if I'm honest. It was just kind of, although after that veil did, kind of, I say capitulate, they just kind of weren't tracking back and stuff. But um, just in, it was interesting for us to see a new team, really. And we've not had many friendlies, so we've not really seen how we're set up. So it was it was good to see how Neil Collins would set us up and the squad that we put out there. I mean, if you're talking about who to look out for, um, I suppose um, we're missing Luca Connell at the minute, who's who's ill, and he was key for us last season. But Herbie Kane had a great game on Saturday in midfield. Um, I think probably because Callum Styles, who's was on loan at Millwall last season. Um, he was people doubled up on him every time. He, I think he had the least touches of anybody on the pitch because every time he got he got near it, two or three Vale players were on him because they see him as a, as he is um, worthy of playing in the championship. But then that freed space up for Herbie Kane to dictate play. Um, on the left we had Nicky Cadden who put some great uh, crosses in. Um, and then obviously up front, we, we, we're kind of spoiled for strikers. We've got four strikers to pick from. So Cole, it worked for Cole. He got the hat trick. Uh, didn't quite work for Waters, who we got from Cardiff permanently. 
But then we've got Ollie Shaw to come off the bench um, and Andy Dallas, Andrew Dallas, who's come uh, with a big reputation from the National League. He scored, came off the bench and scored. He's playing tonight against, against Tranmere in the Carabao Cup. So we've got plenty of depth up front. We've got a good midfield. Our weakness at the minute, I think, is the at the back. We've not quite, because we've lost Anderson, um, we're trying to gel with a new, a new centre-half. So um, that was probably that. That's where I think um, you should try and exploit. You mentioned it there briefly. Let, let's touch more on it. Obviously, you lost your manager Michael Duff last season or end of last season, I should say, uh, to the magical manager merry-go-round, as we like to call it. Obviously, uh, Southampton mm-hmm. poached Swansea, yeah. Swansea poached yours, and and now you've got Neil Collins in. Talk to us about what uh, to expect tactically yeah. from Collins. You know, how are you going to set up for this game? Well, we're um, a couple of our centre halves are, are still out injured, so he's he's been playing a, a three at the back, which is what we played under Duff really. Well, it's five when you've not got the ball, but then three generally, and it looks like they're setting up like that tonight. So I anticipate we'll probably be a three at the back uh, and two up top, uh, and we'll push on with wing backs. Nicky Cadden will get up on the left hand side. On the right will be Jordan Williams or Barry Cotter, one of them two. Um, so we've got kind of options really on 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 uh, on the wings, um, and like I say, it'll be if Connell's fit, it'll be Connell Kane, and maybe John Russell. Well, I think Russell may drop back to the bench and play Callum Styles if he's not been signed up by anybody. So it'd be quite a predictable. If you look at that side that started against Vale, I don't think it'd be too dissimilar um, next week because I think um, I don't think I sent the two centre halves. Uh, a couple of weeks off yet, so I, I don't think you'll be too far off if you look at that side that started against Vale. Yeah, and just to just to add, I, I watched the highlights from the the seven zero win, and as you said, there was a lot of crosses into the box, mm. and it, it looked like a clinical Barnsley display. But Peterborough mm. have got clinical players as well up front in Johnson, Clark, Harris, Kwame Poku can come in with a goal. Who do you see maybe as Peterborough's biggest threat for the visit to Oakwell? Well, I I would say Clark Harris. I think um, I've been to Peterborough last two seasons running and um, on the break, strong and quick um, and can put themselves about the, the forwards that you had. Um, and I was particularly impressed with them. And I think if anything's going to come um, as, a, as a threat to Barnsley, I think it's going to come from there, definitely. Uh, I'm not seeing what, I'm, I'll be honest, I've not seen what business you've done over the season at the preseason, but um, yeah, I'll always look at if Clark Harris is is playing. I think he's always going to be the one that you, you you're really wary of. I think he's a, a, an outstanding player in this division. Yeah, he's certainly one that, that we like to treasure. Um, you know, he gets a, a bit of stick here and there for his his worth work ethic, but uh, personally, I think that's unfair, and he he definitely puts himself about for us. Um, it's good that you mentioned crosses, obviously. In uh, in seasons past, our uh, our sort of you know ability to command the area has, has definitely fallen into question. Um, this year we've got a new keeper, six five, quite tall, looks to be quite tasty in terms of uh, you know seizing the ball in the air as well. Um, you know w- what would you say in terms of that attack is going to be the absolute key to success? If you don't do this, you cannot get a result. I think until our until our Defence settles down. 
I think we've we've got to kind of we've got to be get we've got to be um, try and be as free scoring as we can be really because last season we were very very solid in terms of we we pressed from the front and we um, I mean James Norwood has now left to go to Oldham but he said in a recent interview before he left that if they lost the ball although they did press all over the pitch they knew the guys at the back were so organised and we were very good at the backers uh, very hard to beat. Um, and it's going to be a little bit different until it settles down. Um, and, and under Collins, it was very slightly different on Saturday. Yes, they pressed it in moments, but it wasn't constant. Duff demanded a press for 90 minutes. And there were times against Vale where we just kind of were happy to just, even in, even at 0-0, 1-0, just kind of sit back in a couple of blocks and then pick off on the break. So, um, yeah, I think we, we, we need to be, I think certainly in a game like that, I think we'd need to be looking to score first, being at home, score first and open the game up. Yeah, absolutely. And and obviously teams coming to us and, and scoring first is a big issue for us, never mind the going away. It's uh, it's definitely been a mentality issue for Peterborough um, in, in the past. And, you know, I, I dread to think that happens again this season, but uh, the history books would suggest it may. Um, right, with that in mind, let's, let's wrap things up. Let's, let's talk about score predictions very briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start with Keelan. Give us a score prediction for Barnsley away. Uh, I mean, we didn't draw a lot of games last season, but I think I'm, I think I'm going to go one all. We'll go, we'll go one apiece. Ian, your results against Posh. What, do you, what are you thinking? I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a good test for us because I think you guys will be definitely up there again. Um, being biased, I'd like to say a narrow two-one win, <laughs> but I think it'll be a close game. Fantastic. Me personally, I uh, I'm, I'm going to say nil nil. I, I think it's going to be a, a game of nothing, to be honest. But uh, like I've been wrong before, and maybe wrong again this side. Let's let's hope it's uh, in the favour of the posh. Uh, handing you over now to Tim for Tim's away day guide. Tim's away day guide. Brought to you by Get the Badge In. Welcome to a Tuesday night under the lights at Oakwell, home of Barnsley. And it feels like just two minutes ago we were here fighting for a playoff spot. In any case, a decent follow-up to the Reading game last weekend and nestled in the east side of this well, rather beautiful Yorkshire town is a really nice stadium. Over 23,000 can be housed here and Potties will find themselves corralled into the north stand behind one of the goals. It's a good size stand this and mostly free of supporting pillars, so expect a good view of the ground. We have an initial allocation of just over 2,000 and much like Reading, this is a decent one for acoustics, so bring your best singing voice. Easy enough to get to as well, straight arrow up the A1 onto the A635 at junction 37, past the crematorium and hey presto, you're the right side of the town. It's well signposted and there's even parking at the ground, £5 a car for that one, although this is first come first serve. Your sat nav for that one is S711AN. A few other local car parks pop up on match day two, and if you're out of luck with them, you can always try the Queen's Ground car park, which you'll find between Oakwell and the Metro Dome. If you're taking the choo-choo, it's around two hours. Borough to Retford with LNER, and then Retford to Barnsley with Northern is probably your best bet. You can also do Peterborough to Donny, and then Donny to Sheffield, and Sheffield to Barnsley, but hey, that's just a faff. The trains are relatively regular, and good news, there's no planned strikes, at the time of recording at least. 
When you land, the station is about 10 minutes away on foot. In terms of pre-match drinky-poos, the Metrodome Leisure Complex is cited as being the most popular with away fans. That's right near the ground and is pretty easy to find. Failing that, the Dove Inn on Doncaster Road is worth a punt and is listed in the Camera Good Beer Guide, so that's something. There's also no real rivalry between these two, so you could probably get in anywhere, to be fair, with the exception of the Garrison, which is a fiercely home-only pub. If you go in there, you will light a bit of a spark. Now, talking of sparks... I can't believe I'm saying this. Please don't spit at the opposition fans. Thanks. Now along those lines, in the ground, you'll find all the usual offerings like blackcurrant fruit shoot, apple fruit shoot, orange fruit shoot, etc. So fill your boots in there. Now how much does a Kit Kat cost at Oakwell, I hear you ask? I kind of feel like this is a feature within a feature here. But anyway, the cost of a Kit Kat at Oakwell, £1. Proper northern prices. Record attendance for this 23,000 capacity ground, 40,255 against Stoke in 1936. Interesting fact, and I use that term lightly, about Barnsley itself, famous exports from this mining town include Mick McCarthy, John Stones and Michael Parkinson. It's alright this one, to be fair, you'll enjoy this if you're going, have fun, stay safe, enjoy, please keep your saliva to yourself, up the posh. Ian, thank you very, very much. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Cheers. Take Cheers. care. Keelan, thank you very much as well. be absolute pleasure to get you back on again uh, in the Sorry, future. Man. So if you're up for that, we'll, yeah, uh, we'll, fine, we'll yeah. get in contact. Thanks for listening to this pre-match episode of The Yellow Block. We'll be back next week to preview the game against the Cobblers. Obviously, in the meantime, you can follow us on all the socials um, at The Yellow Block. Also, the website is now up and running. It's www.theyellowblock.co.uk. And if you haven't had your fill of subscribing to grossly overpriced, posh-themed things, The Yellow Block now has a Patreon. It's it's very much a pay-what-you-can-afford and would like to do so, but what it does is supports the podcast and helps us create this fantastic content just for you. So if you'd like to do that, you can head on over to Patreon slash The Yellow Block and uh, set up an account and and go from there. We'll also be running a Fantasy Premier League this year to commemorate the the start of this. It's uh, it's a lot of prizes up for grabs, a couple of places to be paid as well. But you have to be a patron to sign up. So we'll be giving out the code to all patrons in the week to make sure everyone's signed up and ready to go. And, uh, and we'll release further details on the prizes in the next show. In the meantime, up the posh. Oh, a lot of rubbish. You're swindling a lot of shit. I mean, you're swindling a lot of little slugs. Little slugs with no personality and just jealous that we're better at everything than you. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.